Welcome to the Stabcast. I'm Daniel. And I'm Mindy. Who do you? And welcome to another episode. Uh, we're here to talk about the Netflix movie, The Perfection. Yes. It was aired in 2018 at local festivals and 2019 exclusively on Netflix. Uh, this one's starring Allison Williams, Logan Browning, and Stephen Weber. The director is Richard Shepard, who also helped write it, and he also helped produce it as well. Absolutely. Uh, this is more of a psychological thriller, I would say. Would you agree, Mindy? Yeah. Uh, but definitely body horror. And real quick, just for all intents and purposes, we are going to be talking about sexual assault. We're also going to be bringing up some kind of like yucky stuff like bugs and stuff like that so like if that's not your cup of tea go ahead and join us next week as far as the trigger warning goes i'm gonna put one on there too because there is sexual assault there's even sexual assault of minors suggested so i mean it's up to you whether or not you can handle it like i said it is mostly suggested but right it's up to what you can and can't handle Absolutely. Uh, do we have any news this week? Uh, we have a lot of stuff okay. going on, actually. Um, Hulu is about to release Hellraiser. This is going to be with a young lady. Jeepers Creepers Were Born is about to be coming out of its release date. Okay. Um, Jigsaw just came out and said that they're going to be doing Saw 10 next year. Really? Mm-hmm. Final Destination 6 finally got its air date next year in May. Holy shit. Yeah, they, they're, now that COVID's over, everything that they already had stacked up for like years now, they're all coming out now. Okay. Because you gotta remember, a lot of fans gotta remember is that most of this stuff, they already filmed. Yeah. Like, a lot of the actors that we're going to see in these up-and-coming movies and whatnot, they're going to probably look younger than they actually do now. Just because, like, like Halloween Kills. Yeah. I mean, that movie was basically done. Like, they literally did all three movies back, 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 back. The yeah. only reason they didn't release back, back, back was because of COVID. And when the second one released and it wasn't that good, that's why Jamie Curtis scrapped the third one and decided to do it all over again. Right. And we're waiting on that one. Uh, on another piece of news, 
that supermassive games that made the quarry is working on their next horror project okay. due to come out in 2025 or 2026. These things take some time. They take a lot of time. Cause that's technically the spiritual successor to until dawn, which your fiance put me on to. Yeah. That's a PlayStation exclusive, but I never got to play it, but it was the same type of thing. And that came out like six years ago. Mm-hmm. So they're doing that, but they also have uh, a project they do this thing called the Dark Pictures Anthology, which is smaller stories, but they're like that. There's one that House of Ashes just came out last year, and that had Ashley Tisdale. Okay. And uh, the one coming out this year is The Devil and Me. I'm thinking about picking that up for us to, okay, cool. to try out and do on the show. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, so as far as that goes, I mean, I also know that they're still in talks with a new Jason, they're still in talks with a new Freddy. Yeah. Um, it's said that once Halloween ends is over, it, that's it. I don't think so. But we'll see. Right. Just because, like, the only other running franchise, horror franchise that has more movies than Friday the 13th is Animal 4, and that's just because they have 24. Yeah. There's 24 movies in that? Holy shit. Well, because they, like, they started doing all these different ones. Like, they had the Animal Possession. Shit, the Animal Possession wasn't even in the same house. That's so crazy. It was a cousin of somebody. Like, yeah. they just kept going and going and going. Like, Animal Awakening, like, uh, like, people are actually on with me because I actually did a special um, request video for any of the while you were uh, on one of your trips, Daniel. Okay. And I went over to these people, like, how many there actually are and, like, how many of them are actually, like, relevant to the actual story. Right. Because, honestly, there's only, like, a handful out of 24 of them. There's only, like, a handful that are, like, correlated to the actual story. Okay. The rest are, like, side pieces? Uh, not even side pieces, I would say. A lot of them are, like, C-class movies. Yeah. But I feel like because they put Andy Deville on it, they thought it was going to be better than what it was. Okay. That that kind of thing. Um, other than that, I really don't have that much news coming on. Uh, I gotta get to the theater and whatnot because we got a few, we got a few that are coming out. Yeah, the invitation's out now. Yeah, I need to see that. Yeah. Which is weird because I've literally seen like six different horror movies that have that title. What the invitation? There's actually one on Netflix because it is almost like this exact replica. Yeah. Of the one in theaters. That and so I mean I don't know I, I it's weird like especially when you watch like different websites guys like Tubi and stuff like that like Tubi they have their own friend request movie yeah like they have regular friend request yeah but and like they're not on Netflix section they have a movie called friend request, friend request. it's not good it's not the same it's thing. horrible yeah. It's not the same thing. It is a straight indie scene movie. It is awful. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. I think there's only so many titles to go around, you know. 
So you're going to have a couple that have the same thing. Yeah, at least Tom Rye tried something. Yeah. I mean, how many Ouija-type movies have there been with, like, one word that's different? I feel like there's been a couple Ouija's, a couple Truth or Dares. Yeah. Well, Truth or Dare, there was, like, four of them. They yeah. came out back to back to back, and no one, like, knew which one was the famous one and which one wasn't. Yeah, they're all different. Because, like, Sci-Fi decided to be, like, oh, let's release three different ones while they take one to theaters. Yeah. And we'll have one be a haunted house, and we'll have another one be a witch, and then another one will be supernatural, and then the one that we take to theaters will be the stupidest one of them all. So, I mean, I just, it's always been a constant for me. I don't like it when people remake shit that much anyway. Like, think of a different fucking movie. Come on. Yeah. Like, do something. Do do something. Put something on. Yeah, but really, there's only so much you can do. After a while, you know? It's been a lot of years. It's hard with any medium, especially in entertainment. Everything, not just horror, everything's being rebooted because everyone's out of ideas. But then you get, like, uh, some of Jordan Peele's stuff that's very different. Like, there was nothing like Get Out when Get Out came out. In my eyes, you've probably seen something like it. You've seen a lot No, actually, honestly, because that was the serial girl, right? Wasn't that the one with the bitch that fucking yeah, yeah. ate the cereal and the milk completely separate? Yeah, yeah. And psychopaths do that? Yeah. Um, by the way, guys. She's like a gallon of milk. Technically, I am a psychopath, and that is not something all psychopaths do. Okay. She, she just did that. She was just fucking Just one of you psychopaths. Shut up, Jane. <laughs> hey. Uh, well, I, I'm glad you cleared that up for the psycho community. But, uh. You don't all do that. Just preppy white bitches. Preppy white bitches do that. But, like, there is, every once in a while you get something that's different. It, it It's very far and few in between, I think. I think Jordan Peele's one of those guys that can do that. But in, in the genre. Yeah, but then again, Nope has gotten some really bad reviews. It's gotten some good ones, too. Yeah. And even for being bad, I don't know if there's a lot like Nope. I haven't seen it yet, but it seems like it does. Like, I'm sure it's an alien movie, so it might have some tropes or whatever, but... Like us, there's not a lot of things like us. Mm-hmm. There's, I mean, you do have that like in the, the genre. Cloverfield movies, like look at the look at the Cloverfield series. You got the regular Cloverfield. Yeah. And then you got Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. You don't fucking like have any idea that the two of them are correlated until like the very last, like half an hour. Yeah. When you realize like why they're in that bunker. Yeah. And then you got the Cloverfield Paradox, which is also really. That is a good movie. And now they have the fourth one out, but they didn't use Cloverfield. So, y'all, if any of you hear this right now and you happen to know what the fuck it's called, please let me know. Kevin's driving me nuts. We got to see Prey, too. I heard that movie was really good. Well, yeah, I wanted to see Prey. That's why I said I needed to get to the theater. That's like Predator or whatever, right? No, uh, Prey's with the Lion. It's- no, that's Beast. That's what Idris Elba. I think Prey's like... Oh, Prey's on Hulu, isn't it? It might have got added to Hulu. I, I don't know, but it's like... Hulu. And it's it's got something to do with Predator. I don't, I don't know. I've never fucked with that shit. Okay, so the perfection. Sorry, guys. We got really, really, really off topic. Well, it's a new segment. Okay. Uh, but yeah, let's get into the perfection. Uh, 
do you want to you want to go on with the plot? I mean, I can, or do you want me to start and you just chime in, or what do you want to do? Why don't you go ahead and go on with the plot because I have a lot of shit that I broke down and I feel like I went down a rabbit hole. Okay. So Charlotte, Charlotte Wilmore, uh, she is a young cello player, kind of playing for this academy, I would say, direct uh, owned by this guy named Anton. Anton. Well, no, she doesn't play that. Come on, give me a second here. Uh, but she does, she used to play for them. She left because her mom got sick. And it's very foreshadowed in the beginning that this chick has some problems. You know, you see her getting shaved in the head, and it kind of looks like she's in a mental institution. But that's only like a brief flashback. And like people are talking about her when her mom dies and shit. Like yeah. She's sitting there in a chair, and everyone's basically ignoring the poor girl while they're talking about her. Exactly. So she she's a young cello player, but she has to leave. And now we're seeing her, the movie opens with her coming back to the academy. Because first she leaves, and then you see this little, this other little girl uh, walk up the steps, and that's basically her replacement. And that's Lizzie, uh, played by that's Logan, I believe. That's Logan Browning. Yeah. So Lizzie comes in, and she becomes the next big cello player for them. And Charlotte sees that they have the same kind of tattoo, and then Paloma and Anton, the people that own the Backhoff Academy that they actually, like, have basically replaced Charlotte mm-hmm. with this With girl. Lizzie, yeah. And that Lizzie was going to, like, Hong Kong and Beijing and all these different scouting trips and everything, and she was basically what Charlotte was supposed to be. She's on big billboards. Mm-hmm. Like, she looks like a famous woman. She's the protege. She's the one that's killing it. And you don't really see much of Anton and Paloma, the two the heads of this thing at the beginning. You you see them, but you don't really think much of them. Yeah. Uh, you ju- you're really focused on uh, Charlotte. And it's kind of known that Charlotte, like, left. And when he's telling the speech in the beginning, uh, Anton is, uh, in front of all the, like, little protégés and stuff, and he's talking about Lizzie and how she was, like, the biggest thing that's came out of them and how, how much of a success she's been. And then he's talking about Charlotte. And he said how she had to leave because her mom got sick and she has a big heart and all this, that, and the third. And uh, you kind of look at her face and she seems like, you're like, all right, this bitch might be crazy right off the bat. At least I did. See, I didn't get that. Okay. Unfortunately for myself, I did not get the, oh, this is a crazy bitch. Okay. Until I maybe halfway through and then it kind of clicked. Right. I honestly thought the shock that I was in and whatnot was her mom. Okay. Flashbacks and shit. You thought that was her mother. I thought that that was her mother because I went into this movie completely not knowing what it was. Okay. Like, it was literally one that I went to because Netflix recommended it because it just came out. Like, I watched it, like, the week it came out. So, I had no backstory. I didn't watch the trailer. I had no idea what this was about. You, so, you came in this fresh? Yeah. Okay. I was 100% fresh. I had no idea. I knew a little bit about what the plot was going to be when I came in. But I was still, like... Like, just on her facial reactions and the way she looked. Oh, I, she looked like a crazy bitch. I thought she was going to be a crazy bitch. She is a crazy bitch. To an extent. Uh, well, maybe she is crazy. I mean, definitely she is crazy. 
But uh, I mean, I mean, they kind of drove her that way. Poor thing. I mean, it honestly really wasn't her fault. Yeah. But she she is a bit crazy. So that whole scene happens, and then they kind of go to everyone kind of, you know, talking, you know, at this academy. And Anton goes up to Anton. He goes up to Charlotte, and he's he wants her to meet Lizzie, mm-hmm. right? So he takes her over to Lizzie, uh, and, and she's like, I'm such a big fan. I know your music. And Lizzie kind of grabs her by the hand, and it's like, dude, don't. Like, you were my biggest idol, and I just wanted to be like you. So don't be nervous by being around me. Uh, they strike a relationship and one of the things that this movie does so well is both girls seem a little off so you never know who like the good guy or the bad guy Lizzie's kinky but there is something like it's also shot very well to where like she'll give a look and you're like oh maybe she's up to no good like just by like looks and stuff and I just want to say real quick, there's an affair going on while all this shit yes. was happening in this contest and whatnot. And then all of a sudden, the guy kills over and starts fucking throwing up his guts and shit. I'm sorry. What the fuck? Yeah, that was weird. Like, did he get poisoned? Because they don't show it and they never talk about it after. No. And somehow the kid that was supposed to be his kid ended up beating that kid. They do say, though, when he throws up that he had just been to the Hunan province. Yeah. And that there's some... That everyone had been out there. And there was right. a thing in the air. You are right. There was a virus going So they on did the talk air. about that. And then... And then but they didn't go back. Well, Charlotte brought it up when she was puking. Or no, no, Lizzie brought it up when she was like, well, that guy was like, maybe I had the same thing oh, when she yeah. was hallucinating. Mm-hmm. So it did kind of play back into that scene. But it, did not, it didn't come back after that. You're right. But, but like they kind of used that to kind of go into the hallucination to where we still think. But well, I honestly think that was just a classic run of the mill poisoning. Yeah. I, I can't help it. I really think that that was a run of the mill I don't even think you needed that scene in there. But, I, like, it was crazy when Lizzie was talking to her about – because that was the dude whose wife was getting plowed by the other dude, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, she goes over, she touches him, and Lizzie's like, that makes me so, uh, you know – Wet. Yeah, wet. And uh, not for the – this is rated R, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. But uh, I – I like how they did that scene because Lizzie's, they both seem, like I said, they both seem kind of off. Charlotte's got more of this kind of good girl thing going and Lizzie's more, like you said, kinky, little crazy. But they both seem like, like any, like I'm like, which one of these girls is going to kill the other one? That's what I'm thinking when I walked into this. I was like, one of these is going to snap and then fucking murder the other one and I just can't wait to figure out which one it is. Obviously, we went in a different direction. They hook up after this, right? After mm-hmm. judging the contest and stuff. Uh-huh. And they get together. You know, they make out. They do a lot more. They make sweet, sweet, intimate love. And they get hammered. And they, they're they in uh, Shanghai, right? Yeah. They're in mm-hmm. Shanghai. Uh, and Shanghai, China, or Shanghai. I, I believe it was Shanghai, China. And uh, Lizzie wakes up very hungover. But she's got shit to do. What was it? What was it? Was it like a contest or something? This is the part I No. Forgot. So Lizzie, the reason why 
he was in China was because they were scouting. They were doing mm-hmm. a scouting competition. So that's probably the reason why he was even in China. But for the first time in the year, she finally decided to take a break and have a vacation. Because she took two weeks off. So when she woke up, and she was extremely hungover, and Charlotte had mentioned to her the very first time about staying home, and her being like, no, I can't do that, I only have two weeks, is that because that was literally her vacation? Yes. And only one thing I got to call back to is at that party, she Charlotte is also greeted by two older gentlemen named Cease and Joffrey, and, Anton, you know, Anton, uh, Kind of instructors at the academy. Yes, and they give very awkward hugs. They hug her. They're so happy to see her, and she's got a look on her face. I just want to make sure to put that in there for. And also, they do persuade Miss uh, Charlotte to go out have sex with Cease and perform a duet with Lizzie, even though she's yeah. completely apprehensive of doing it. But Lizzie's like, "Come on, please! This has always been my dream. Please!" And like, she finally gave in. But, like, I felt bad for her, like, after you got through the entire movie and realized, like, why she didn't want to do it and whatnot. Like, mm-hmm. how horrible is that to go through everything she went through and then have to do it all over again? No, you're right. Uh, it, it was a lot. So, now they're in Shanghai. Lizzie's very hungover, but she's got shit. They got to go scouting. And, no, she's going uh, on vacation. She's going she's on, vacation. on vacation. They already scouted that when Charlotte found them. Right. Uh, she's fucking hurting, Lizzie is. Her stomach hurts. They go to get kind of street food at this, like, food stall. And the food does not look very appetizing. I'm going to just say that. And I love ethnic cuisine. It's like a butcher hut. Yeah. Like, there's, like, fresh chicken and lambs and shit that are just being, like, in right in front of you. And feathered and necks are getting cut off, and it's like Jesus Christ. I mean, that part is somewhat normal. You will find that in different countries, well, yeah, depending on in the markets I mean, and even stuff. If you go to Philadelphia, where Daniel and I both live, like even if you go down to the city and you go down to Chinatown and whatnot, you're gonna see the ducks hanging in the doorway, like the windows and whatnot, and like you're gonna see shit like that. Like yeah, yeah it's gonna happen, but like why would you take? That poor girl there. And honestly, that's fine. Because that chicken looked like a very healthy... You fry that shit up, put some sauce on it, and it's delicious. But whatever the fuck soup they gave that poor woman... Like, like she could have had a hundred different things to cure it that hangover. It was like a weak kind of, like, thing. Yeah. Do you agree, Sharon? It was kind of... Yeah, funny. it was kind of creamy looking. And if your stomach's upset, you do not want anything with cream in it. No. No, it looked like a creamy, like, leek and lentil soup or whatever. A bit, yeah. It looked like... To me, it actually looked like oatmeal and chicken. Okay. Which, to me, just turned my stomach at the thought of anything like oatmeal. I feel like I've had something like I that. I love oatmeal. And you love chicken. And I love chicken, <laughs> but not not together. Yeah. Uh, I, I can probably second that. But the, the food's fucking disgusting. That, that's kind of the moral of the story. So they move on. She said that was a bad idea. She's going to get on the bus with her. They're very close at this point. You know, they're getting along very well. 
But now they're on the bus. And by the way, in the beginning, when uh, Lizzie's hurting from a headache from the hangover, uh, our girl Charlotte gives her some ibuprofen. Mm-hmm. Quotations. Uh, so and she, she keeps on taking it. She just keeps taking pill after pill after pill. Now on the bus, I'm going to let you describe the scene so I don't puke while I'm talking. All right, so... The bus is going all right. Now, remember, this isn't like a tour bus. This is like a school bus yeah. that they use to transport people. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Like, this ain't no, like, fancy green ha- greyhound bullshit. Like, no. Like, she, she even told Charlotte, like, I'm going rough, tumble, rough and tumble. Right. Yeah. Here. Like, I'm not going for no first class bullshit. So, they get on the bus. Everything seems to be... But all of a sudden, Charlotte tells Lizzie that she's got a bug on her. Well, Lizzie freaks out a little bit, and then they sit down, and Lizzie's freaking the fuck out because she really, really needs something to drink. So Charlotte gives her a bottle of water. She drinks it in one sitting, and it looks like she's going to sleep. Shortly after that, she wakes up. She tells Charlotte that she has to go to the bathroom, that her stomach is on fire, and that her head is on fire. So they end up finding a young man who never actually reveals his name, but they end up finding a young man who's aboard the bus um, who ends up being kind enough to translate kind of what's going on. I mean, he was kind of a douche, too. (laughs) But he, he was nice enough to somewhat translate what was going on but poor Lizzie man I mean she's trying so hard not to shit herself and you see on bus drivers it's like she's in the back like freaking the fuck up pull over yeah the bus driver did not give a fuck pull over and then like she shits the poor self and like she shits all over the fucking bus and he's cleaning up and he's screaming at her in Chinese yeah and it's like are you serious if you would have just stopped, she wouldn't have shit herself. Exactly. So then she's just, she's freaking out. She's hurting. Like, I've been like that. And it, it there's no feeling like having your stomach be on fire and having your head be on fire and not know what to do about it. And be at the point where you're in so much agony that you're crying. Yeah. Because it hurts that bad. So, I get it. She she was really sick. Yeah. So, she pukes all over, and then all of a sudden, Charlotte starts freaking out, saying that there's bugs in the puke. You walk in there. Happens to be, it happens to look like there might be. Yeah. And they get picked off the bus and everything after everything happens. I mean, but at this point, the bus driver was kind of fair because he told her, like, <laughs> Stop freaking the fuck out, and then all of a sudden she just starts smashing her head inside of the window. Yeah, Sharon was asking me, she so, was like, What would you do? And I, I mean, was like, I'm kicking the fucking I bitch off. I kind of understood where they were coming from because at that point, like, they gave her a mask and, like, she ripped her mask off and, like, right. fucking flinging herself through the window. Like, they don't want that shit. Yeah. Like, they already got that fucking thing going on in the Kimon district with. Everyone getting sick and it being in the air and everything. They, they think she's sick. Yeah. She wouldn't even have a fucking mask on. And now she's trying to fucking smash her head through the window. 
I mean, I didn't like the bus driver, but it was fair. Yeah. I mean, and the people, they, they did the most they could without knowing what the fuck was going on. They didn't know English. So That's they true. gave her some water and they gave her some blankets and some towels and but that's all they knew what to do. They didn't know fucking know what was going on. Yeah, they didn't. But know. I don't really blame the bus driver for tossing them out because that bus driver is responsible for every other person on that bus. Yeah. And there was a child on there too. There was a little girl on there. There was a little... And I thought that was the same girl at first that... Yeah, they kind of look alike. But it's not. No. Uh, but they did kind of... They look similar. Right. Um, But, yeah, I mean, that's basically, in a nutshell, as they get tossed off the bus, and Charlotte's acting like a badass, and Lizzie's still freaking the fuck out, and then all of a sudden they're walking through the desert, and... Lizzie, she's just getting worse and worse and worse, and she starts hallucinating. She starts seeing bugs all over her. And Charlotte starts acting. Well, you don't think she's acting. I'm sorry, guys. Charlotte begins to act strange as well, and she starts seeing the bugs that are coming out of Lizzie as well. Yeah. And she tells her that she has them all over, and then all of a sudden, this bitch has a fucking, like, chopper. Got a meat cleaver. She got a meat cleaver in her hand. Yeah. And she's like, oh, you know what you gotta do? Where was that? <laughs> yeah. The, where the fuck did you get that from? I mean, honestly, she got it from the meat factory. I mean, it's not that. I mean, it's not that hard to put it together. But still. Yeah. Like you're you're telling her everything's gonna be all right, and then you're like, oh my god, it's in your hand here. Here's meat cleaver. You know what you gotta. You do. know what you gotta do. And it's like, what the fuck? And she's seeing bugs all over her hand and like and it, throwing them off. And, and at this point, I'm like, Mindy, what the fuck? Uh, I was, you know, this isn't my type of. But like, it's a good movie and the plot's very it good. Makes so much more sense. So then, basically, it does something that I like. It was, it was new. It's newer to the genre. It's mostly used in like comedic kind of genre. Yeah. Or drama. Yeah. Not really used in the horror realm that much, but I did I did enjoy it. Um, POV piece. Yes. And basically what that means is that you get to see everything happen twice. I mean, and that kind of sucks a little bit unless you're us and you're looking for everything. Yeah. Because it gives us a second shot to see everything again. Yep. But it is also very integral to this story because you find out that Charlotte is fucking nuts. Yeah, Char- Charlotte she, did all that. She is fucking cuckoo bananas. Yes. And like, she has it in her head that she is trying to save Lizzie. And that she's trying to help her. Yeah, at that and point like, in the movie. it shows that she's giving them, her, like she gives Lizzie like her mother's hallucinogenics that shouldn't be taken as alcohol to get her sick and shit and like that was the ibuprofen and it's just it was so surreal going back and seeing everything and then they're in the desert together and she's like I had to do this I asked you if you would ever leave and you said no you said you couldn't yeah so I made it that you had to yeah I had to save you and Lizzie didn't really 
realize what was going on, and Charlotte, like, gets in her face and was like, listen, you're not going to understand this, but you will, because you're going to go back there, and they're going to throw you away like trash. Yeah. Because you're done with you now. I yeah. made sure of it. You're going to go back, and they're going to throw you away as quick as they can. And the only person that's going to be there for you is going to be myself. Yeah. And then she left. She left the country. Lizzie's higher than a motherfucker. Missing a hand. Poor girl. I mean, and when she gets back to the States, they're asking her everything that's going on. And she's like, well, unfortunately, I fucked myself. The police tried to do what they could, but I took the medication. I chopped my hand off. Yeah. She made sure that I did everything to myself. Yep. And then by the time they got me detoxed and everything was said, once the time they got me detoxed and everything, Charlotte was already out of the country. So Charlotte acted quickly. Yeah. And, and we don't get a lot of that information until closer, well, not closer to the well, end. No, 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 that, that's in the middle. Because that's the desert what, part? Yes, because okay. that's what she knows. That's going on. Yeah. But we didn't get that point of view from Lizzie till almost the end. Well, yeah, no, I do know what you're talking because about. But what I was trying to say, though, was that what she was trying to say about her being in the hospital and everything. Okay. Because she talks about that with Anton when they first find her. Because they're like, where did you go? Where were you? Right. And, but at this point, she, like, Lizzie doesn't know about her. Or she does, but she doesn't think that she was saving her. No, at least that's what her. she's putting out. She hates her. She wants to fucking kill her. Because yeah. uh, there's a lot of twists in this movie, yeah. by the way, too, for the viewers. So that's why things seem a little weird. Yeah. But right now, we're we're made to believe that Lizzie fucking hates Charlotte. And, you know, she chopped her fucking hand off. She's a crazy, jealous bitch. And she wants revenge. She wants revenge. And Paloma and uh, Anton both are feeling very bad for her and very sorrowful and like, yeah, why would she like, do look, this? We have our instructors and everybody. You have you serve no purpose here for us. You have to leave. Yeah, the next day they told her like, you gotta get the fuck out of here. We're done with you. And that caused her to go start to revenge in Charlotte. And you find out a little bit later on the road that the two of them were kind of kindred spirits. Yeah. And uh, this is kind of the more sensitive part of the movie, which is why they're kindred spirits mm-hmm. and uh, why, you know, Charlotte felt the need to do all this to her. Yeah. Are we about at that part or is there a little no, more information? Part, yeah. Okay. So basically, Anton's a fucking scumbag. And so is Paloma. They're all scumbags. They're all scumbags. They're getting these little girls. They're brainwashing the shit out of them. And also... You know, if they mess up a note or whatever in this special room that they're supposed to play in, they're punished. And what that means is basically gang rape. And those two guys that I mentioned earlier, Thies or Thies or whatever the fuck, and Joffrey and Anton all, you know, take a turn on the little girl, which is fucked up. Thies, okay. But so it's very, that's what you meant by the dark and fucked up themes at the beginning of this. Uh, And that's certainly one of them. 
So, and they're also bringing... And then they even do a flash... Sorry to cut you off. No, go ahead. They actually even do a flashback with young Charlotte. Yes. in the rehearsal hall with Anton, and she's so brainwashed. Yes. This little girl. Like, he has her so whipped and wrapped around her fingers. This is normal. Yes. Like, her herself, even as an adult, even said, had her mom not gotten sick, she would have never have known. That's true. She would have never snapped out of it. She wouldn't have known anything. You're right. She wouldn't have. And they're also, by the way, they have a new little girl protege named Zhang Li, who is basically going to be the next Lizzie. At least that's what they're setting her up for. Uh, so that's very important information. But, yeah, they – and fucking Anton comes out buck-ass naked, which we did not need that visual. But uh, they're, they're fucked up people, and that's what they're doing here. And uh, we finally kind of get that revelation. As – what's her name? Charlotte is trying to tell Anson – because he's like, why would you do that to Lizzie? Like, why would you do all this? And, and then she's, she's like, like, I was trying to children. save her. Yeah. Like, why would you do that to us? Yeah. Like, we trusted you, and you hurt us. You yes. hurt both of us. That wasn't okay. Yeah. You don't just do that to somebody. Yes. And um, he was so deluded that he really didn't know what she was talking about. He's just like, do what to you? Like, what did I do? I mean, you could starve. That's what I did. Yeah. Like, I don't know what you guys want from me. He's like, fuck you. And uh, so then they have Charlotte down there in that room in a nice red gown, and she's got the cello, and she's got to play the symphony perfectly, or it's implied that Zhang Li is going to end up getting the punishment at first. That's kind of what he says, and he's got his hand on her shoulder, and the little girl doesn't know any of this yet. But she does shiver. You see her flinch. Yeah, she does flinch, yeah. She does flinch. When he starts to touch both of her shoulders... And she realizes that he's touching both of her shoulders. She flinches a little bit. Yes. She does flinch a little bit. But she's also, like, smiling and saying good job to what's-her-name, uh, Charlotte, even though she fucked up once. She made a mistake. Yeah. But I don't think the kid understood what was going on, honestly. No. Uh, I don't even think she knew the woman made a mistake. I mean, the girl was, like, what, nine? Yeah. She said she did a good-ass job. She did good work. So then she left, and basically Anton was like, and Lizzie's sitting there idly by. We don't, we, we still think at this point. She's sitting there with her stump drinking her vodka. Yeah, and we think, wow, Lizzie's a fucking piece of shit. Fuck Charlotte over. Now Charlotte's going to get fucked over. And uh, Anton's like, no, I wouldn't do that to a child uh, yet. Or I'm not going to, like, be she based. She doesn't have her tattoo yet. She doesn't have she's her tattoo ready. yet. She's not pure enough. So i got to give her the chance to make the mistake. Or yeah, she's not ready. Yes. And, and he's like, I'm not some random pervert. I'm just having some fun, which is a fucked up line. But, and then he leaves those two gentlemen with her and Lizzie, and he's like, let me know when she's, like, quiet or some, something. No, let her, let me know when she stops fighting. Yeah. And uh, those guys go, they kind of have her on this contraption. They spread her legs, and Lizzie's like, well, I'm going to fuck her with my stump. Because she's chopped my hand off. I'm like, these guys are getting ready for it, dude. And then all of a sudden, the guys drop. Yeah. And you figure out that Lizzie drugs their drink. 
Yep. And then it all comes it all comes to a head and you figure out that Lizzie and Charlotte are working together. Yes. Because when Charlotte took Lizzie's hand, Lizzie was snapped out of it and realized all the abuse that she took for years. Yes. And realized that Anton needed a pet. Yes. So they go after Paloma first. She pisses herself. I mean, she's also stabbed in the back. So, I mean. I forgot she peed herself. I thought that was herself. blood. No, it was piss. Okay. Um, and then he's in the room and he's like, wait, what's going on? And like, like Lily's in a, Lizzie's in a sweatshirt and she's got a fucking meat cleaver and she's yeah. like, oh, we're going to top off your balls and use them to drink it. Yeah. And like, Charlotte is just like, hey, what's up? And like, takes off her hair because she was in an insane asylum. Yeah. So she, the hair that she was wearing was a wig. Yeah. She actually takes off her wig and it's shown that she has the hair of an asylum patient. And and the audience members are just like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And, like, it has one of the greatest scenes that I love it. I love it when someone goes through the arm. Yeah. It's very, 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 it's a very hard practical effect to pull off. But if it's done right, which they get it right, it can be very, very visually rewarding. Yeah, Tell us what you mean by go through the arm. Not sign through the arm, but having somebody put up their arm to block and having the knife knife. go through the actual flash and carve through it. Yes, which Anton was going to stab her, and she put her arm in the way. And then he fucking went through. And then they really did the digging of, like, through the arm yeah, very really, well. Yeah, he really brutally took out her arm. Yeah, like, it was over. It's getting amputated. Yeah. So he does that, but then they, they overpower him, and Lizzie just starts fucking his day up with that meat cliver. And uh, this is somewhat sort of the end, but the real end, because then it pans. I'm going to let the end of this. Uh, Anton is sitting there. The two girls are playing a wonderful symphony uh, with one cello. She, they're both using their good hand because they're both handless now. So Lizzie and uh, they basically make a one cello plus. Right, yeah. one lost the left hand, the other lost the right. So they're compensating for each other and playing the cello beautifully. And Anton's sitting there without any limbs left on his fucking body. Dick's gone, legs gone, arms gone. Everything's gone, mouth sewn shut. And they have him hooked up to an IV guy so he can't die. Yeah. And he's just, li- and it's a very fucked up, but gruesome, but also sad. But they gave him what he wanted. Yeah. He wanted the perfection. He wanted to see them do the perfection. So they did it together and they made sure he was fucked up. Yeah. And so. it was perfect. I don't think they made a mistake. No. So, the end of the day, I mean,. It wasn't really a slasher. There's not really many kills to get into or oh, anything yeah. like that. I mean, as far as, like, recommendation, I would recommend it to somebody who didn't have anything ever happen to them like that just because 
me seeing different things throughout my life and having different things happen to me, I do understand that there are triggers and stuff out there, and I don't think this would be the best movie for you if you are like that. Okay, yeah, but I agree. But if you never had that happen and you can kind of sympathize with the idea at least, then, yeah, you're going to like it. You're going to like it a lot. Also, if you're more of a blood, gut, poor kind of person, this isn't for you. No. This is more of a psychological suspense, fuck with your head movie. Yeah. That's about it. So, I I would go ahead and give this at least eight cellos. <laughs> I give it about eight cellos myself. I thought, it's not my cup of tea, but I thought it was really, it was done well in execution. It did its job. It did its job, and I liked the psychological horror. I liked the amount of twist that was in it. You never really knew what was going on, and I can appreciate movies like that. Absolutely. So I had a lot of fun with it. I'd give it an eight as well. I think it's another one of those standalone movies that you don't need a sequel to. But, uh, yeah, it was it was done almost perfectly. I thought the cast was great. No one seemed like a bad actor or actress. And uh, the dialogue was no, was good too. So seasoned. they were all pretty seasoned. So I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good movie. Absolutely, Daniel. You want to go ahead and tell me what we're going to do next week? Yeah. Uh, since you made me do this, I'm going to make you go post-apocalyptic, which is I know is one of your favorite things. And we're going to be doing the classic movie starring Killian Dane, uh, Twenty Eight Days Later, or Killian Murphy. My bad. Killian. Murphy. Okay. You think you'd get the name right because he's in your favorite fucking movie, Alpha Dog. And Dark Knight. He's in two of my favorite movies. What are uh, we doing with him? Twenty eight days later. Twenty eight days later. The dude with the weird face that's also kind of handsome. Yeah, I know. Sharon actually knows him from the West Craven with Red Eye. Yeah. Oh him. Okay. He's yeah. in a lot of shit. He's in he, every he Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah, he's a creeper. Yeah. Oh wait, no, no, no. Sorry, he wasn't in Red Eye. Never mind. Different guy. No. Different guy. Cillian Murphy. Wait, no. He's Scarecrow. I'm thinking of Emilio. No, no. I'm thinking of two different people. He wasn't in Alpha Dog, but he was in Red Eye. Okay. That Emilio Hirsch or whatever was in Alpha Dog. Yes. Different guy. Both handsome, but different guys. Sorry, guys. Different dudes. But Cillian Murphy is that crazy motherfucker that they use every once in a great while. He's in a lot of good stuff. He's in 28 Days Later. We're going to do that next week. Uh, You got anything else? I do not. Go ahead and keep uh, looking up on the TikTok and the Facebook and whatnot. We started a new little mini-series called Mindy's Fun Little Horror Facts. Yes. I already got one up there for you guys, which is, did you guys know that Jason was originally named Joshua? Yeah, that's So y'all that were so obsessed with Friday the 13th and, ah, Jason, he could have been named Josh. That could have been your life. Old Josh. You could have been scared of a guy named Josh. <laughs> so, all right, guys. Did you hear? With all that being said, we'll see, we'll see everybody next week. We'll see you all next week. week.